You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi guys, this is Kristen from We'll Never Be Royal. Katie and Nathan have asked me to give you a heads up that they use a lot of strong language on the podcast. So if you're uncomfortable with that, this might not be the show for you. But if you love Queen's podcast and the British royal family, check out my show, We'll Never Be Royal, where my co-host Jules and I feature royal fashion and news, the latest royal books, shopping tips, interviews with etiquette experts, and much more. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and on Instagram at Never Be Royals Podcast. God save the Queen. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are here today to talk about the one, the only, Hortense Mancini. Mancini. And she's probably one, probably a little bit lesser known than some of the women we've talked about before. Um, she is a, I don't know if, we're, if she should be considered a bad and bougie or a side hustle. Because mm-hmm. while she was, a spoiler alert, the mistress to a king at one point. So she bougie and she kind of bad. She's a side hustle because the side hustles are like mistresses. Yeah. And then, but that's. She, she was rich. She had did so much, like with Diane de Poitiers, for instance. Like pretty much her whole life revolved around her being the mistress to the king. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hortense did a lot of other shit too. <laughs> Not related to the king. So, I don't know. Um, this will be a two-part episode, so I guess whenever we're done, y'all can tell us if you think she should be a side hustle or, or, or bad, bad and bougie. bougie. So, but we haven't done one of these in a while, so welcome, everybody. Yeah! All right. Let's do some shout-outs, Nathan. Yeah. So, first of all, we want to shout-out our Patreon supporters um, for the topper tier Topper tier? Topper mm-hmm. tier, yes. Upper yes. tier? I don't know what... We don't know what to call you guys. Queen mother, bougie-ass hoes. I've got uh, a lot of votes for bougie-ass hoes. Bougie-ass hoes? All right, you bougie-ass hoes. <laughs> um, Ashley, Charity, Delania, Emily, Heather, Lizzie, Madison, and Natalie. Thank you, guys. Thanks, bougie-ass hoes. And now for our queen consort supporters. Yes, yes. Abigail, Adelaide, Alexandra M, Alexandra L, Allison D, Allison L, Alyssa, Amanda, Amber, Anne, Ashley, Audrey, Augusta, Barry, Bethany B, Bethany D. All right. <laughs> Callie, Carson, Charlotte, Chelsea M, Chelsea R, Christina, Claire, Cody, Crystal, Danny H, Danny N, Danielle, Daphne, Deanna, Delaney, Diana, Diana, or Diana, Nathan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whichever one. Regular name. Depends. (laughs) Emily, Emma, Erica, Haley, Haley Y, Haley O, Helene, Jackie, Jamila, Jamie, Jara, Jessica, Jose, Julie, Carla, Kat, Catherine, Kaylee, Kiki, love it, Kristen, Kristen C, Kristen S, Kylie, LaMonica, Laura, Lauren, Lauren S, Linda, Lindsay, Maya, Megan, Mel, Melanie, Melissa, Morgan, Nicolette, Paula, Peggy, Rachel, Raina, Rita, Roxana, Sarah, Shannon, Shauna, Shirley, T.A., Tabitha, Tara, Taylor, Taylor S, Terry, Toby, Valerie, and Zeth. Woo! Thank you, guys. Thanks, booze. So now we have our Empress supporters, who are Aaron, Amy, Amanda, Amber, Anastasia, Angelica, Annette, April, Ashley, Ashley B, Beck, 
Bonnie, Brianna, Brendan, Brett, Brooks, Candence, Caitlin, Camille, Krista, Claire, Danielle, Danielle W, Deanna, Eleanor, Aaron, Aaron K, Genevieve, Isabel, Jackie, Jacqueline, Jackie C, Jamie, Jared, Jennifer, Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> All three of y'all. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> Jody, Jolene, Julia. <laughs> I'm just going to start singing everyone in a different... Um, Julian, Karen, Kate, Caitlin, Kathy, Kayla, Kaylee, Kelly, Kelly H, Kevin, Kiana, Corey, Christy, Kim, Lana, Laura, Lauren, Lietta, Maddie, Mariah, Maureen, Nicole, Piper, Rebecca, Robin, Rowena, Samantha, Sarah, Sandra, Sophie, Spencer, Stacy, Stephanie, Tammy, Tiffany, Tracy, and Yen. Thank you so much, everybody that supports us on every level. You guys are the shit. Yep, couldn't do it without you, booze. And thank you to our any of our listeners, not just the ones that pay us, um, and everybody that supports the show from just listening, tuning in every episode. To giving us good reviews and likes. And following us on social media. You guys are awesome. Thanks. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> anyway. You're just really excited about Hortense, aren't I'm just, you? I'm so excited. <laughs> she is extra and I am extra here for it. Yeah. Yes, okay. So, Nathan, what are we drinking? We are drinking uh, strawberry mimosas. So, it's a bottle of Prosecco. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, you take a cup of strawberries and you blend it with about two cups of orange juice. And if you don't like the, the bits... The bits. Then strain it through a mesh sieve. If you do like the bits, leave it as is, girl. I like the bits. But we're going to go ahead and pop this off because Katie's already finished with her first one. It's true. <laughs> so, to Hortense. To Hortense. <laughs> All right. So, Hortense Mancini was born in Rome, Italy, June 6th. 1646, so she's a Gemini like you, Nathan. Oh, work queen. Work. Um, she was the fourth of five sisters, and I think it's pretty remarkable that we actually know all of their birthdays. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal to everybody else, but if you're like a longtime listener, then obviously you know that a lot of these queens that we talk about... We don't know their birthdays. Yeah, we're like, when the fuck were they born? <laughs> Nathan so, just... That inflection happened because I poured a little bit too much. Nathan's cup overfloweth all onto his carpet. That is an understatement for me. Yes. Nathan, do you need to go get some towels or something? Yeah, I okay. will run to get some towels. Okay. All right, we're back. And then as Nathan was getting up to get towels to clean up his mess, um, I did the exact same thing he did. <laughs> Overboard my drink. So, so, so things are going really great over here at Queen's Podcast Headquarters. So where did we leave off? We know all of their birthdays. Which is uncommon. Which is uncommon because a lot of times in history they just didn't write down girls' date of births. Because they were like, why would this ever be important? Yeah, but also her dad was really into astrology, so yeah. that might be why. Her dad was into astrology and necromancy. Nice. So he was, we'd call him being interested in the occult now or something like <laughs> yes, that. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that's probably why we actually know their date of birth. So, um, let's discuss her family. She was born into <clears throat> that high dollar family, yo. Like, they were rich, bitch. Yes. She was named after her mother's mother, so her grandma. Her mother's name was Giloma Mazzarini. Mm-hmm. And the Mazzarinis were a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Mama's brother was a cardinal. Cardinal uh, Mazzarini. And he was also the chief minister of France. So, you could say they're pretty well connected. Yeah. Kind of a big deal, bitch. Kind of. So, her dad was Baron Lorenzo Mancini. And the Mancini family was a very old and a very powerful family. Yes. We just don't really know a whole lot about Lorenzo, except that he was rich. Um, he was a baron. And he may have been to the mystical arts. Yes. He was a, he was a little kooky. Yeah. Um, They had a 
big family. We don't know anything about her parents' relationship, but just from how many children they had. <laughs> they like to fuck. I think it might be safe to say that they like to have sex with each other. Um, <laughs> her parents were married for just under 15 years, and they had at least 10 children. I say at least because, like, back then, you know, if a, if a stillborn child was born or something, it might not be documented. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, it appears they did not detest each other, at least. (laughs) Um, It does seem like a few of the children did die young, but to adulthood, in adulthood, Hortense had four sisters, to which she was the second youngest of, and two brothers. And we just really don't know all that much about her early years, do we? Yeah, the first four or five years are just sort of like, Rome? Question mark? (laughs) Like... That's where she was? I mean, she had a rich family, so she had to have a nice life. We have to assume that she wasn't, like... Begging on the streets. Yeah. (laughs) I think she was doing... She was living her best four-year-old life. Yeah. But But however... However... (laughs) When she was four years old, her dad died. We don't know of what... I read one article online saying under mysterious circumstances, but nothing else, like, said that, so... It, it, But it was the 17th century, so it could have been an earache, it could have been a paper cut, it could have been a duel, you know, we just, anything in between. Yeah, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> um. So, with all these daughters and her two young sons, too young to, like, support her, what does Mama do? She goes where that money at, honey. Mm-hmm. She picks up the family and is like, oh, we're going to France. <laughs> Parlez-vous Francais, y'all. So just like that, even though she's Italian. Um, but no, so she's like, she's thinking, well, my brother is basically one of the most powerful men in France, so, so that's where well. I'm gonna be. So she takes her five daughters and two sons, but they like, they go in waves. Yeah, like the, the oldest daughters, the two oldest daughters go first, and then, you know, like, they all kind of get over there. But within two or three years of daddy dying, the whole family was over there. Yes. I imagine that's like kind of a long trip for a four-year-old. Yeah. So they waited until fun. she was the ripe age of six or seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the right marrying age. <laughs> the mature age. <laughs> so what do they do whenever they get to France? They rebrand, bitch. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. change how her name is pronounced. Yeah, and... In Rome, she'd been Hortensia, but now that she's in France, they say it with the French French pronunciation, Hortense, which is how we know her now. Um, And in France, they have, like, the whole fam damily is over there. Like, the the whole extended fam damily. Because her mama had a sister as well, and that aunt had the same idea of, like, well... I'm going to bring the whole family over with to live with my rich brother. So, um, and that aunt also had, like, four daughters. So there's all these girl cousins <laughs> running around. And Uncle Cardinal was actually really jazzed to have his whole family there. Yeah, that's uh, kind of sweet of him. kind of sweet? Yeah, it seems like he's a nice guy. I mean, one, he felt like... French court was full of a bunch of fucking snakes. So he had some people to trust him and confide in. There's power in numbers. Yes, exactly. And then also, he's got all these beautiful nieces. Like, he's going to make himself some connections. Yeah, get those grade A marriages, girl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Marry those girls off, which is kind of awful, but still. (laughs) As far as I can tell, I don't think he has any biological children, which isn't... You'd be like, well, yeah, he's a cardinal. Priests don't get married. Back in the day. But it it wasn't always a given. Look at the Borgias. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of boning by the Pope. Yes. But so he wants to make his family legacy. So he's going to do it by marrying off all of his nieces. And there were seven of them in total. So he's got a lot to work with here. They were given the nickname the Mazarinettes, which is really cute. They're basically... The Kardashians of the 17th century. Yeah, very true. Very true. The eldest was Hortense's cousin, Laura, and the second eldest was her sister, also named Laura. 
Can you imagine in like modern day, like my sister has a daughter named Mila. If I had a daughter and also named her Mila. It would be World War Three. My sister, I would be uninvited to everything <laughs> moving forward. Though it would make giving hand-me-downs a lot easier. Yes, it would. Yeah. Because you would have the same name. Yeah. But it's not worth the drama. No. Different time, I guess. Different time. <laughs> um, the next in line of age was her cousin Anne-Marie and then her sister Olympia. I really like the name Olympia. Yeah, it it's, is. It is very pretty. And it's different than all these other... Yeah, it's not Maria Laura. <clears throat> <laughs> or Marie. Uh, the next is Hortense's sister, Marie, followed by Hortense herself, and then her youngest sister, Marie Anne. So, there are two Lauras, an Anne Marie, a Marie Anne, and just a Marie, and then Hortense and Olympia. <laughs> So it really is like the Kardashians, except, you know, instead of everybody's name being spelled with a K, it's everybody's name Marie Anna Laura. Yeah. Which is just as confusing as spelling Courtney with a K. Oh, God. Chris Jenner, what are you... Like, I'm just a little salty because there are names that already start with Ks that you don't have to... Like, Chloe and Courtney are spelled with Cs, but Katie... Are you jealous they didn't name it Katie Kardashian? Yes. Are you jealous they named it Katie Kardashian? Yes. <laughs> anyway. From that moment, Hortense and her sister arrive, <clears throat> arrive. Her mom and uncle are already planning on who, which daughter is going to marry which man in the country. And also, like the Kardashians and the Jenners, pretty much from this point on, all the brothers are left out of the story. <laughs> They're not that important anymore. <laughs> Bye, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Uncle Cardinal and Mamas are like, all right, let's make these marriages happen. Let's get our daughters engaged to some dukes and shit. So the Cardinal's basically Chris Jenner. Yes, the Cardinal's Chris Jenner. And so he's the momager. Yes, he is definitely the momager. I read that, I did read though of the two sisters, that, um, and by that I mean Mama and her sister, Mama and Aunt. Mm-hmm. They, um, the Aunt was the much more ambitious one, whereas Hortense's Mama was just sort of like, y'all, I'm just gonna go with the fucking flow. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I trust y'all are gonna marry them off to good guys. I'm just gonna go hang out in the Louvre, because they lived in the Louvre, you know? <laughs> That must be nice. Like you fucking do. <laughs> um, so when these girls arrived, they were like the talk of the mm-hmm. town. It was like, who are all these Italian beauties showing up? Why are there so many of them? Yeah, and they were considered beautiful even in French court. Because as we know, like every nationality has a different definition of beauty. And in yeah. France, it was, you have to be very pale and frail. It was very similar fair. to like the two, what we've discussed in like Tudor England, where it was like... yes. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and they rock up, and they are olive-toned skin, dark eyes, dark hair, you know, Italian-looking, Mediterranean-looking, but they were still just, like, so captivating. Um, They were very, very popular. So this whole group hits the scene, but Hortense stood out from day fucking one. Immediately, she becomes her Uncle Cardinal's favorite, on account of that she's just, like... Funny and charming and just, like, full of life. She was definitely one of those kids that you would see that you'd be like, she has that it factor. Yeah. Like, she's gonna be somebody someday. Absolutely. Um, They arrived in France in 1653, so Hortense would have been about seven. Um, And she's by no means the perfect child. She behaved so badly. Like, (laughs) she was loud, and she ran around playing pranks on people. I love it. She was a hyper kid, and she... I'm just imagining, like, you know, just one of those kids that are like... And that tell the story that is always like, and then... And then... And they're obviously just making shit up as they go. (laughs) So she was one of those. And she never got in trouble because, girl, she was cute. And because Uncle Cardinal just thought it was so charming. Yeah. Uncle Cardinal's like, ah, she pulled the chair out from under you and you broke your tailbone. It's so cute, you know. Like, <laughs> um, he did, yeah, like we said, he didn't have any children of his own, so like he kind of looked at Hortense like, this is my legacy. This child here, mm-hmm. going places and doing things. <laughs> so we don't know what her education was prior to 
arriving in France, but the moment they arrived, it was like, oh shit, well, you, you gotta learn some, some French court manners. Yeah, some... like, y'all gotta get, y'all need to get in formation. Yeah. 100%. So, before they moved to Paris, they took a pit stop in a city that I believe is called, just called Aix. It's spelled A-I-X. Yeah. And, um, so they stopped there and met up with their sisters, their older sisters that had already been there for a couple of years. And did, like, a crash course in manners and etiquette and how, you, you know, this is the way you talk to a duke and this is the way you talk to the prince. They and, also you know, took their Rosetta Stone and yes. learned French. They all got downloaded Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever played with that app, Duolingo? No, I I, before I went to Spain a couple of years ago, I was like, I I played with it pretty religiously and I was like... Man, if anybody needs to know where the milk is, they teach you the weirdest phrases. I was like, I can talk about milk all day. <laughs> That's about it. That's it. <laughs> Her education, I'm thinking, was probably less Anne Boleyn and Catherine of Aragon. Yeah. And more like of the Marie Antoinette fashion. Yeah. Or she probably that. wasn't taking it very seriously. Yeah. She, uh, she wasn't. Going, I mean, they knew that she was going places, but didn't know that yeah. she was going to be a potential queen one day. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, I think that her education was more manners and how to be a great lady. Like, yes. she's not studying geology or you know, whatever. Like, she's not... <laughs> She's not doing philosophy or anything no. like that. <laughs> so let's discuss what's going on in France at the time. Yes. So we know Uncle Cardinal is a super powerful and rich guy, but who else is in charge? So the king was Louis the Fourteenth, but he had become king at age five. So he wasn't really... He needed people to do the running of the country for him. Yes. On account of being a child. And at the time of Hortense making it to Paris, he was about 15 years old. Which technically was the age of majority. Like, you could be ruling on your own by age 15, but he was not. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would want to be in a country run by a 15-year-old. No. So his main um, regents, the people that were, like, actually running the show, were Uncle Cardinal and uh, Louis's mother, Anne of Austria. Yeah. So they were basically living with the man who was pretty much fucking running France at the time. Absolutely. Um, Uncle Cardinal loved having his whole extended family there, like I said, and um, he set the younger girls that still, like, weren't not too young to, like, be presented at court or whatever, he sent them to go get their education in the house of the queen, of oh. Anne of Austria. These girls are now, you know, taking their lessons with, like, the, the royal children, nice. which um, is a huge... Like, they're going to now have these connections for the rest of their lives, you know? So the young King Louis actually fell in love with one of Marie's, or with uh, one of Hortense's sister, Marie. Yeah, and he wanted to marry her. But Uncle Cardinal said, no, 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 because he wanted her to marry someone, you know, that had a lot more money. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, what a problem to have. Like, the king wants to marry me, but my uncle wants me to marry somebody richer than the king. Like... <laughs> Whoa, it's me. LOL. So yeah, Little Hortense's life is going very well, one might say. One might say. Um, of the Mazarinettes, Hortense and her sister Olympia are like the two most popular. So they are the Kim and Kylie. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, though Chloe is my favorite. <laughs> I don't like any of them. Oh, well, I didn't ask you. <laughs> 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 there, we have that one really shitty review on iTunes where someone's like, Ugh, they should just do a show about the Kardashians. And I'm like, that actually sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> but I don't think you would be, you would be so bored. Yeah, I'd be like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, at a pretty young age, Uncle is planning out a marriage for Hortense because gross. Yeah, that's what you do whenever you're a child. Yeah, you know. But, like, I mean, she had a long line of suitors lined up just waiting for her to be old enough because gross. Still, still gross. <laughs> still gross. As much as we like to say that she had a good life, I can't imagine spending your entire, entire childhood, like, being this bargaining chip. 
Yeah, just it's knowing just, that like all these old gross men are just waiting for you to turn fourteen or whatever the age of consent was back then. Ugh, gross. Consent. <laughs> and air quotes. Yeah. But I mean, I guess whenever you see people living in poverty on the streets, you're like, you're like ah, this isn't so bad. Not so bad. I'm still gonna live in a mansion. Cool. <laughs> um, it's 1659, mm-hmm. so she's 13, and she gets her first marriage proposal. Hmm. Do you remember in the Nell Gwyn episode, Charles II of England? Indeed, Ruski. Well, at this point in his life, he's in exile. So he's um, the king of nothing because England has kicked him out. Um, and he, a lot of people are like, well, he's never going to get back on the throne. He's going to be an mm-hmm. exile prince forever. And uh, he's living at the court of Louis the Fourteenth. Because they're cousins, I believe. Yeah, and he's 29 at the time, and she was 13, so I feel like we're going to be doing this a lot. Uh, uh, gross. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, he wanted to marry Hortense, and he proposed, I guess, to Uncle Cardinal. <laughs> and Uncle Cardinal said, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> My favorite niece is going to have a real title, not some just fucking exile queen bitch. Yeah. Um, Uncle also, just like a lot of people believe, Charlie too would never make it back to the throne. Um, in case you haven't caught up on that yet. <laughs> but guess what? Just a few months later, he is reinstated as King of England. And we honestly don't know how Hortense felt about this one way or the other. But I mean, honestly, she she she's not the Queen of England. And so. she could have been the Queen of England. And now she's not the Queen of England. <laughs> so that she probably was like, God damn it. God damn Damn it. And so Uncle Cardinal is like, hey, Charlie, super sorry about this misunderstanding we seem to be having. Um, I think you're pretty qualified now, and I'd be honored to marry my favorite niece off to you. And, like, here's this bomb-ass dowry to go with it. And Charlie, too, said no. Well, I mean, he was kind of burned, so I wouldn't blame him for saying no. And also, I mean, he's like, I should, now that I am king... I should really marry, like, an, someone who's actual royalty. Not, yeah. Not just the daughter of, or, a, you know, the niece of a cardinal or whatever. Yeah. So. And then two more of Hortense's marriage proposals, they fall flat. Because, like, these, there was these two really, really powerful dukes, and um, Uncle Cardinal kept having, like, disagreements with them because they wanted this castle that was in Italy... And Uncle Cardinal was just, like, unwilling to part with this castle in Italy. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? What the fuck is up with this castle in Italy? Y'all are all in France. Why do you... I don't... I think it was, like, a big military uh... thing. <laughs> but anyway, so these these really two prestigious dudes ended up, like, passing on Hortense because Uncle Cardinal was being hard-headed. Um, in 1661... Cardinal Mazarin was actually getting really sick. Yeah, he was deteriorating physically, mentally, just kind of, you know, losing it. He was living in the Louvre at the time, and I have to assume that Hortense and her um, one other unmarried sister was probably still living with him, too. Um, But during these last months of his life, he was just kind of losing it, and then there was this really bad fire. And a lot of his really bright, like he had this huge art collection, oh. and a lot of it was lost. Oh my god, that's devastating even today. I to know, think about. and that was just sort of after that happened. He, it was just the beginning of the end. Yeah. Like his health, mental and physical health, both just took a huge nosedive. Yeah, and this must have been really hard for Hortense to to witness, but. He was really concerned about his legacy and, you know, taking care of Hortense. He was like, we gotta get her married while I'm still here, while I still have power, while I've still got my wits about me. And he had a one-track mind. Yeah, that's all he... He was just like, let's get him married, let's get the remaining nieces married. So he found this guy named Armand Charles de la Porte de la Millerie. 
That's a whole lot of fucking names. We're just gonna call him Armand. Yeah, let's so we don't hyperventilate from not being able to breathe. Okay. Okay. So let's learn what Hortense would have learned about Armand, like once the marriage was agreed on. Armand is fucking rich, y'all. He's twenty nine. She's fifteen. Ugh, different. Different time. Different time. Different time. (laughs) Honestly. Well, on the bright side, he could have been a lot older. Yeah, he could have been like, like in his remember, 40s. Remember Jaquetta of Luxembourg? Yeah. Was like 14, 15, married off to like some guy in his 50s. So oh, God. Could have been worse. Gosh. So she would have been told that he was, you know, a very religious guy. But who wasn't? Yeah. He had a huge estate with a large art collection. Cool. Yeah. And she was probably told that he was a little bit on the strange side. Maybe just. He's just a little quirky. And she was probably like, I'm quirky. This could work. <laughs> and she probably said it just like that. I'm quirky. Yep. <laughs> and she was thinking like, you know, uncle is not going to marry me off to someone who's not a good dude. So, cool. He's rich. He's quirky. He likes art. Let's do it. Oh, poor baby Hortense. <laughs> little did she know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, you may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. That is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, And was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MKUltra? Wait, what? (laughs) Anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. So, young, spirited, social, vivacious Hortense is married to Pius Armand on March 1st, 1661. And upon their marriage, the title Duke and Duchess of Mazarin and given more wealth. Yeah, they're given this new title. They're given more lands. They're given more income because they, how much money do you need? (laughs) So, sadly, Uncle Cardinal died the following week. Yes. He, like, within a week of her getting married, he passed away. So it's, like, it's so heartbreaking. It's like he was just holding on. To make sure that she got married off to the right person. And then, but whenever he died, she inherited a big chunk of his estate. And so it's kind of bittersweet because it's, like, wow, like, I meant so much to him. He left me so much that, like, my cousins and sisters didn't get but But at the same point she lost her uncle who was like a father figure to her her. yeah Yeah. absolutely Mm -hmm. um i really do believe that uncle cardinal thought he had secured such an amazing future for hortense yeah foreshadowing (laughs) not so much she did have an amazing future but not in the way that he thought yeah so the newlyweds how's that going in one word bad in more words like really really bad yeah yeah so hortense has been raised to like thrive at the french court so that's popular she's yeah. bubbly she's, she's cute. flirty she's sweet she likes to wear expensive clothes she's and young jewels. diamond come. no not really oh my god no <laughs> nathan <laughs> sorry don't say that she was, she was a sweet young thing <laughs> and like in french court everybody's super flirty I do believe that she was a virgin when she got married, because I feel like uh, uh, her uncle would have taught her, like, how important it was to, like... Yeah. And also because she was so young. Um, But she was probably really good at flirting, because that was, like, part of the court game, you know? Everybody. But um, 
And but her hubby, you know, Armand sees this and he's like, nope, 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 whole lot of nope. Nope, you are flirty and sweet and popular, and that means you are the devil. You're the floozy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so he basically hates everything about his new wife's personality. He should have been married to like some plain Jane who likes to sit and make dinner and not and have... So, and so, and like, yeah. go to church, and that's not what he got. Yeah, she's <laughs> the all. furthest thing from that. So he's convinced that she's cheating on him, and he'll, like, they're still living in Paris at the time, and he'll, like, raid her rooms in the middle of the night. What the fuck? Like, just storm into her room and be like, where is he? Where is he? And she's like, where is who? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's two in the morning. I was sleeping. What do you want? Ugh. And, um, of course, there was never anybody in there. But that just led him to think, like, that she was being, she was on to him and knew he was going to be coming to check her Oh, rooms. my God. He's crazy. So he's just like, no, we can't live in Paris. It's too tempting for you not to sit. Oh, my God. He is so controlling. I could not even. So... On to the country. What's that song? They Come move to the on co- down the road. Yeah. So they move on to the country. No. So he he takes her to the country. He's like, no, Paris is too tempting, too full of sin for you. We're going to the country. Um, which for her must have been like so boring. I mean, she's a social butterfly. She's and they like didn't the even popular have the girl. Internet. Like <laughs> when I go to the like, I am not a country girl. Like, I mean, I like going. I don't camp because I don't sleep outside because it's 2020. Um, Wow. We are like complete opposites. But I love the country. I love camping. I love mm, all of it. But I can put up with like going and visiting family that live in the country like so long as they've got decent Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those that literally likes to turn off my phone during vacation so that I'm not doing anything. I'm one of those people on vacations I like to turn on my phone so I can take lots of selfies and everybody can be really jealous of the beautiful sunset I'm watching right now. So that'd be like the only saving grace of the country for me is be like, one with nature, hashtag blessed on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But unfortunately, Hortense did not have a selfie she did stick. not. She <laughs> did not have an Instagram account. She did not have TikTok. She was just stuck with her. Her husband and a bunch of toothless maids. We'll get to that. Yeah, and she's sitting here thinking, okay, maybe that I'm here now. There's no other men around, so he won't think that I'm fucking cheating on him. Yeah. Hello. But. Wrong. (laughs) Things really didn't get much better after this. The raids on her rooms continued. Yes. Her husband refused to spend money on her, which. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's quite small. But I feel like she's like, but we have it all. We have all the money. Why can't I have a nice new dress? <laughs> and he's like, because of sin. And she's like, oh, my God. I, like, he wouldn't let her wear um, low-cut dresses. So she's, like, walking around, not seeing anybody, in a dress up to, like, her, like, up to her chin. And just, like, Ugh. Yeah, who's going to see me? The maid? Yeah. Dude was, like, he had so much money, but everything... Four different sources I read called him miserly, which I had to look up. It just means, like, so, like, frugal is, like, nowhere near this. It's, like, cheap to the point of it, like, being, like, at a detriment to your life. Oh, wow. Like, that he would not spend his money on anything. And that... Bitch grew up in the Louvre. This is yeah, not... <laughs> not her jam, motherfucker. Not how she is used to living her life. So she is, like, living the opposite of her best life. She is not feeling hashtag blessed right now. Yeah. So remember how we said that, you know, he had all this great art collection. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons that she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to really like this guy. Well, all that art collection that was supposedly worth a lot of money really wasn't worth all that much. Because he had all the private parts carved out of it. So if he's got, like, some kind of, like, let's just thank God that he never got his hands on, like, the Statue of David or something. Yeah, he would have carved off the dick. He would have just, like, boop, 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 like, yeah, carved off the dick, like you said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just carve it right off. Or, like, you know, like, old paintings where, 
you know, like, let's be happy he didn't have that painting of Venus. I, I have a, Yeah, I have a feeling that he had some sexual problems here. <laughs> you think? Yeah, he's like, genitals, no! Yeah, <laughs> but his, the funnest of his hobbies is any of his maids that if he found himself finding them attract, attractive, he would have their teeth knocked out. So they'd be ugly? So they'd be ugly. What the fuck? Okay, now you're living out the country with a bunch of toothless maids. Yes. How stereotypical. And like, it's like, this is the 17th century. It's not like they can go get that fixed. Yeah, right? There's no veneers. (laughs) I, I, like, I have played this, I've thought about this way too much. Like, are they like being told, like, we're going to knock out your teeth and like, they decide, well, this is such a well-paying gig. That I'm gonna stick or did with they it, just punch or did out? they just like wake you up one morning and knock out your teeth? Like, not I tell think you it's probably the latter because I think you'd have too much pushback. You would that. have such a lawsuit on your hand these days. <laughs> well, I would. Well, I would I, I, how did I just guess? I guess he was just so rich and powerful because I would think that even if they're poor families, they could like go tell whoever the higher up above the Duke of Mazarin is or whatever, like, hey, he's knocking out my daughter's teeth. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But he also wouldn't allow the milkmaids to milk the cows. What? Because it looked too sexual. Oh, my God. Though I have, I've never milked a cow because, gross. Um, But I have heard that, like, it is kind of reminiscent of, like, Jacking it, you know, like oh. <laughs> jack, jack, jack it off, jack, jack, jack. Well, it I mean, off. the udders are kind of phallic looking, but know. but like, so all the milkmaids are like white shit comes. They're out just of them. yes, exactly. <laughs> and so he's like, no milking the cows, and they were like, Ugh. how are you gonna eat your and, Fruit Loops in the morning? <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, where's the milk? And they're like, Ugh. <laughs> fucking come jack. on, dude, I need you to pick a lane here. And then he knocked their teeth out. And the- <laughs> like, that's literally probably how it happened. You're looking a little too toothy over there. <laughs> so-, so this is where funny, bubbly, vivacious, beautiful Hortense Mancini is living out in the country with some wackadoodle knocking out everyone's teeth and ruining priceless art. Yeah. And, and, uh, and living in with no- nothing fun because he, he won't spend any money on anything that she likes. That's so tragic. Yeah. Hortense did have an affair during this time, guys. Yes, she did, because he wouldn't let her hang out with any men. So she got it on with a lady. Yes, ma'am. Husband was so obsessed with her getting the D somewhere and was like, you only get to hang out with women. And so she was... Well, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. And so 16-year-old Hortense was like, met another 16-year-old girl... Sidoni, I guess is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. And Armand caught them together in the sack one day. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, ah! so, Yeah. Like, <laughs> so you took me out of France, Paris, to get me out of sin. So instead I came here and now I'm a homo. <laughs> scissor, 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 scissor. Nobody does that. I don't know what lesbians do. <laughs> But I'm very happy they get to do it. But, so, um... Armand sends them to a nunnery. Get thee to a nunnery. The and same fucking nunnery. He sent them to the same nunnery. <laughs> and they were going to help you. And they were just like, oh, what a horrible punishment. Um, and they played pranks on the nuns. Like, to the point where the nuns were like, you have to come get these bitches out of here. <laughs> they are fucking all over the place. They are... Um, Putting they- ink in the holy water? <laughs> that was the best. I like, love her. Like I can just see the nuns being like, you know, doing the sign of the cross and being like, fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one thing I read said that they flooded a nun's room. I don't understand what, but I... Did they, they didn't have indoor plumbing. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Another thing I read was that, like, um, Sidoni got, like, stuck in a chimney because they were trying to escape by climbing out of the chimney. <laughs> God, I love her. And Sidoni's, like, a, um, like, she's not, like, a duke's daughter or anything, but she's, like, uh, some kind of nobility as well. So there, there's just these nuns just being like, oh, 
fucking hell, these rich bitches. Somebody come get the yeah, people they were out of like, here. Call their parents, but not their parents, her husband. And yeah. Tell them to come pick her up because she's being crazy. And so Hortense and her girlfriend um, basically left. And that was the end of their relationship because Sidoni didn't go back to work at, because I guess she was probably like a lady in waiting or something yeah. to Hortense. And they were like, well, nope, obviously you've lost your job. <laughs> <laughs> and Hortense was sent back home to be with her miserable husband. Girlfriend um, was sent away. And I did like go down a little bit of a rabbit hole about what happened to her. And um, she apparently also was married off into a loveless marriage, but then like ran away and, like, had an, an affair and, like, filed for divorce and stuff, which wasn't something people, women did in the 17th century. So, anyway, side note, she was interesting, too. So, Hortense returned home to lame-ass hubby. They, hey, guys, they did manage to have some babies. Yes, so. they had three daughters, all named Marie. Not confusing at all. Three of them. <laughs> I think, though... Because wasn't that the same, like, with Marie Antoinette? Like, weren't all her sisters also named yeah, Marie? And they then were. they just kind of, like, went by their middle name or whatever? Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened. So yeah. I think that was just the fashion back then. Um, but the first, Marie Charlotte, was born about a year after the wedding. The next two were born in 1663 and 1665. So they're popping them out at a pretty quick rate. Um, but, like... I have to imagine the sex wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, your husband's a weirdo who carves out the dicks of all the paintings. I wonder like, if they, like, may, like, have you seen, like, on that episode of Hand, Handmaid's Tale where they, like, cut the hole in the sheet and that's how, like, married couples fuck? Yeah, that's probably what they did. I wonder if that's what, uh, she, and she was just like, oh, sweet Jesus. But, I mean, she was attractive. You would think if he was some Apparently, he was, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't knock her teeth out, to be honest. Right. You know? <laughs> but... In 1666, they had a son named Paul. And after the son was born, Hortense is like, okay, I've done my job now. I've given you a <laughs> I'm son. I'm tired of fucking you. <laughs> I am tired of living out here with no signal. Um, I am, I've given you three daughters and a son. I am going back to court. Um, she started writing letters to her friends at court being like, does the queen need some ladies-in-waiting? Is there anything that I could do there? And everybody at court is like, oh my god, yeah. Because she was so popular. Yeah, they're and like, she's come rich. back, we she miss like, you. Yes. XOXO. And that must have felt so nice, too. To be like, oh, they want me back, and I want to be back. Silver lining, I've spent my time with the crazy husband. I've given him his son and his daughters. I can go back now. But what went down was huge gossip oh my that God. made its way all the way back to Paris. It was a scene. Yeah, so Hortense is getting ready to go to court, and she notices her jewels have all gone missing. So she's asking the staff, like, uh, hey, did you happen to see my jewels? And they're like, bitch, I got my teeth knocked out just for breathing and being female, so do you think I'm gonna steal your jewels? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then Armin's like, yo, I took your jewels. I don't know why he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I've also taken your clothes. You're not going anywhere. Um, and so, the, yes, that is exactly how he said it. <laughs> He is Lin-Manuel Miranda in this story. <laughs> um, so the two got in this huge fight. And Hortense is like, no, I'm fucking done with this shit. You're crazy. I can't stand the sight of you. I'm done praying. I hate fucking praying all the time. You won't let me talk to anyone. Done. Done. Hortense out. So she literally takes off out the front fucking door. Mm-hmm. And apparently her brother Philip lived on an estate nearby. So she's thinking, shit, I'm just going to run over to his place and, you know, get him to take me to court. So Hortense is literally running through the countryside, just like hysterically crying. I don't think he allowed her to wear makeup. Otherwise, like, there would have been mascara running down her face. The drama. She and Armand is basically, tells the staff, he's like, stop her. 
And I couldn't find anything to say how they did, but I imagine someone just had to tackle her. Yeah, they had to run out and, like, pull her down. It's like, I guess they just, someone just ran out and, like, took her down and just was like, I'm sorry. Because I imagine she was much more popular with the staff than he was. Yeah, I bet so. So they literally drag her back inside and lock her in her room. And she's just, like, screaming, crying. I would be, too. Oh, I would be hysterical. I'm, I mean, they know that she's you know, crazy, so I'm sure they probably, like, bolted the windows and everything. Yeah, so she's, like, yelling at people to come help her. She's praying, and then she's cursing. Yes. (laughs) She's praying and cursing and screaming and breaking things. And they're definitely thinking, this bitch has lost it. I mean, I would have... I would have lost it, too. Yeah. She's right. young! And she's thinking, like, is this the rest of my life? Because remember, what? They got married when she was 15. She had the boy, like, six years later. Like... So what? She's only like 21, 22? Yeah, right. And she's like, this is the rest of my life. I can't I would be miserable. do it. Oh my god. Um, And you know, at the time, it wasn't unheard of for husband and wife to live apart like okay, that. Okay, wait. Oh, so they were going to live apart now. Well, so if she was going to go work at court and he was going to stay home and oh, run the estate, that wasn't an unheard of thing. Mm-hmm. For, um, okay, well, I'm going to go work at, one person in the couple go works at court and the other person in the couple stays home and runs the estate. So, she wasn't asking to do something unheard of. Yeah. That tons of other people weren't doing. So, um. But her crazy ass husband was convinced that she's living in sin. She's going to go there and start having an affair with everybody. Which, to be honest. To be honest, she may have. (laughs) But, in hindsight, he should have just let her go because it would have been much less of a scandal than what happens. Hortense is locked up in her room and she is like, so fucking done, y'all. Done, done, done. I've got to figure a way out of this fucking place. She starts plotting and she's a smart gal. And that is where we're going to leave her for now. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. What happens? Don't look it up. So, cheers to Hortense Part 1. We'll see you next time, girl. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, if you want to hear something, just email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on social media platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a really great Facebook discussion group. We'd love to see you over there, too. And if you're so inclined, we do have a Patreon account if you need more Queen's content in your life. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks Thank- for listening, bitches. Cheers, bitches. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.